Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in 2 Kings 18. You remember that the kingdom of Israel is divided. The northern kingdom is 10 tribes. It's called Israel. The southern kingdom is two tribes. It's called Judah. The northern tribes have an awful time finding a righteous king. In fact, they haven't found one and they're not going to. And before too long, the northern kingdom is going to fall to Assyria. The southern kingdom isn't doing a whole lot better, but once in a while, a righteous king will come along. And that's what we're going to see today. Hezekiah, a righteous king of the southern kingdom of Israel. And he's coming into a place where he needs to reform and clean up the mess that was left before him. Let's look at chapter 18, verses 1 and following. In the third year of Hoshi, son of Elah, king of Israel, Hezekiah, the son of Ahaz, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he began to reign and reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abby, the daughter of Zechariah, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that David, his father, had done. He removed the high places and broke the pillars and cut down the Asherah, and he broke in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made, for until those days the people of Israel had made offerings to it. He trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, so that there was none like him among all the kings of Judah after him, nor among those who were before him. For he held fast to the Lord, he did not depart from following him, but he kept the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses, and the Lord was with him wherever he went, whenever he went out, he prospered. So there's Hezekiah. What a great bio. What a great testimony of a righteous king for once of Israel. And it's interesting, it should jump out at you if you're familiar with our Daily Dose devotions, that one of the things that happened in verse 4 is he had to break in pieces the bronze serpent that Moses had made. Wasn't that interesting? Because if you remember our podcast, it was number 49 back on June 18th, Steve did a devotion on the bronze serpent and Moses. You remember the people of Israel were complaining in the wilderness and God, to punish them or chastise them, sent vipers, poisonous vipers that bit them and killed some of them. And they cried to Moses and said, you know, we got to stop this. And so the Lord prayed to Moses and the Lord said to or Moses prayed to the Lord and the Lord said to Moses, you need to create, craft a bronze serpent and raise it up on a pole. And anybody who has been bitten by these vipers and looks at this serpent, this bronze serpent on the pole, they'll be saved. And that's exactly what happened. What we also learned, which Steve talked about back in that devotion, was that this is actually a metaphor or a foreshadowing of what would happen with Jesus Christ, that he would be the instrument of salvation that would be lifted up on a pole, on a cross, that anybody who would put their faith in him would be saved. In fact, Jesus himself in John 3 in the New Testament, hundreds of years later, when he's talking to Nicodemus, says this in 3 verse 14 of, of the book of John. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And so, of course, that's the great news. Any of you who believe in Jesus Christ, me, we're going to have eternal life. We have the righteousness of Christ. We have the penalty that he, he paid on the cross. Mark paid for us, and that's great news. And it is, uh, a, the, the bronze serpent is a type of, salvation or savior like Jesus Christ was. So what the heck happened? Why did this have to be broken to pieces by Hezekiah hundreds of years after Moses built it in the wilderness? Well, it says that the people of Israel had been offering 
uh, making offerings to this bronze serpent. In other words, they had begun to worship the serpent or idolize the serpent rather than worship the God who gave them the serpent in a supernatural way of saving them. So this is an incredible example of the human condition. It's a great example of our ability, our propensity as sinful humans to turn that which God gives us for our good as a blessing into an idol and worship it rather than the one who gave it to us. I don't know if you're guilty of this. I certainly know I am. I, there's a great preacher named Haddon Robinson who's gone now. He preached at the Cedar Falls Bible Conference several times, and he preached a sermon about this exact thing, Numbers 21 and 2 Kings 18. I remember sitting next to Homer Larson, in fact, when this sermon was preached. Homer was the longtime preacher of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry, which this podcast comes underneath now. And it was a phenomenal sermon that highlighted our, our ability as sinful humans, even as Christians, even as redeemed sinners, to turn that which is not meant to be idolized into an idol and worship it rather than the God who provided it. There's a writer named J.I. Packer who, along these lines, suggested that some Christians worship the cross, the actual image of the cross, more than they do Jesus Christ. There's others who have suggested that some Christians are more in love with the Bible than they are with the God of the Bible. Now, don't get me wrong. We love the Bible. The Bible is inerrant. It's precious. It's God's word to us. We should hold it in high regard. We should view it as authoritative. But we got to remember that the Bible is actually meant to point us to Jesus Christ, to point us to God. So we worship God and Jesus, not the Bible or the cross. I remember when I was in doing college ministry at a local church, Sometimes I, I think you'd say I was guilty of idolizing ministry or idolizing uh, worship services. We were part of a creative team and we were putting together a service every Sunday. And I think many times I was more in love with the process of creating the worship than I was in love with the God who we were supposed to be worshiping. So friends, where is it in your life, where is it in my life today that we are guilty or we are tempted to take that gift which was given to us by God for our good and worship it rather than him. And wherever that is, that needs to change. Hezekiah had to break up the bronze snake into pieces. Maybe we need to break some things up in our lives figuratively or think differently about them. Thankfully, because of Christ's righteousness that he lived on this earth, meeting the full requirements of the law, his death on the cross for our sin, these areas of our lives aren't going to threaten our status or our relationship with God, but they need to be cleaned up nonetheless. We are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, not by getting rid of idols or, or never sinning. But at the same time, we need to be aware of the places... Christians, where we are thinking wrong about things that we shouldn't be worshiping rather than our creator. Lord, will you point those out to us? Will you give us the strength to overcome them? And will you help us walk in a way that is more true to who you've called us to be? Thankful for the gifts you've given us, but never worshiping them, always worshiping you. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. 
Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.